Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we look at slowing down our lives so we can focus on things that truly matter. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh, when my burn burned down, Paradise of California burned down. So who am I to sit here and complain about my lot in life? There comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. That's the lion, that's the lion, that's the lion. That's it, man. That's it, bro. This week, we hear from life coach Laura Dixon about her transition from crunching numbers to changing lives. If it's not a hell yes, then it's just a no. We have a couple of incredible sponsors here at Jesus Never Ran. The first is Rise Nutrition, and the second is Infinity Beverages. And in these very trying times for small business owners, this is the time when we need to dig deep, reach out, and help out as best as we can. So both Rise Nutrition and Infinity Beverages are still doing business. So Infinity Beverages, you can check them out online. They can deliver things directly to your door. You can still go there and pick up items as well. Their tasting room is obviously closed, but you can still help keep them in business. Same thing for Rise Nutrition. Their brick and mortar is closed for the time being but you can still get all of their great products delivered directly to you. And of course, they have wellness coaches who can work with you online. So the information that you need to know for Infinity Beverages, go to their website at www.infinitybeverages.com. For Rise Nutrition, you can find them on Facebook. Look up Rise Menominee on Facebook, and that's Rise with Z. Help them out as best as you can so that we can all get through this together. A little while back, one of our previous guests on Jesus Never Ran, Tanya Jenke, she is the Healthy Habits Girl. A lot of great comments from that podcast. She reached out to me and said, Matt, I've got this friend. You've got to interview her. Her name is Laura Dixon. And anytime somebody recommends that I interview somebody, I know it's probably going to be good because they wouldn't go out of their way to do that unless they really thought it was worth it. And if Tanya says it's worth it, then it's worth it. So, of course, I reached out to life coach Laura Dixon, and I'm so glad I did because what an incredible story. So let me introduce to you Laura Dixon. I grew up here in Wisconsin. I have three sisters. I grew up in a very traditionally Catholic family. I'm married and we have two little kids. I have a two and a half year old and a seven month old now. And we still are practicing Christians and we do practice the Catholic faith. But I grew up in a great home, but I had really bad anxiety as a kid and so much so that I was hospitalized and it manifested itself in physical symptoms. So my parents didn't really know what to do with me or what was going on or what was happening. And I always knew it was something that was going on in my mind. Like I knew it was something that I was creating in my body physically through the thoughts I had and through the emotions that were being produced. 
At the time, I was about 10 when I was hospitalized, and so I didn't know how to verbalize that in a way that would explain what was happening. And so they ran all these tests, and obviously nothing came back because it was anxiety. But that really turned the trajectory of how I behaved because I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to escape from it. And for anyone that's ever had anxiety, how I describe it to my husband, who is calm and steady and does not ever experience that, is that it's like you would do anything to get out of your body. Just leave your body for a little bit and then just come back when it's a little calmer and it just feels so uncomfortable. So as a kid, that for me manifested itself in anger and eating were the two biggest things and just any way to kind of comfort myself and distract myself. And so now when I say I'm calm and peaceful, it's much different from where I was growing up as a child. It is so fascinating to me that almost every single story that we hear on Jesus Never Ran is rooted in challenge and it's rooted in despair. And for Laura, that started at such an early stage that it really could have defined her life in a negative way. But I really want you to hear how she started to learn how to overcome. And it may not be how you think it is because we have a lot of people in our society that deal with anxiety. But Laura found a way to work through this that is quite a bit different than a lot of people's story. When I was anxious, which was a lot of the time, I inevitably put on some weight and it started for me from a really vain place of I just wanted to lose weight. And so I tried diet after diet after diet, an exercise program, an exercise program. And I trained for a marathon and I hated running. And so I distinctly remember I was training for a marathon. I was doing the schedule. I had done a half marathon in Chicago and ran the 13 miles as part of my training program for the full marathon. And I ran 18 miles that Saturday. And I just afterwards was like, nope, I'm done. Like I'm done with all of this. I'm done with trying to force the weight loss. I'm done with trying to exercise my way thin. I'm done with trying to diet my way thin. I thought there has to be a different way. Like there are people that don't struggle with this. I want to stop focusing so much on the action and really change how I think about food. I thought, I just want to detach from food. I want to detach from this pressure of losing weight. And so I really went to work and I just consumed myself with books and podcasts all about how to think about food differently. And so I really changed my habits from not a willpower place, but from an aligned place where my actions were really aligned with my thoughts. And so that I no longer even desired to overeat and I no longer desired to binge eat at night. And I no longer desired to eat when I was stressed and really doing it from a place that didn't require me to feel like I had to white knuckle my way through it, but that that was just who I had become. I'm a big believer that when people overcome whatever that main challenge is in their life, that all by itself is admirable. And that all by itself is a story. But I love even more when people take their story and use it to help others as well. 
I am a life coach and I help ambitious career driven women stop stress eating and stop stress eating so that they not only reduce their stress, but they're able to be with their stress in a different way. And they can really see less pressure and less panic and less anxiety in their life so that they can live more of a life they love so that they can be more productive in their careers and they can continue to reach their goal, but that they can also lose weight along the way, love themselves along the way, and really start to see more of the life they love and love the journey rather than just always looking for the next thing and having food be the way that they escape from all that pressure that they put on themselves. Laura is now doing something she's extremely passionate about. She's making a huge difference in the lives of others, but it was a long journey to get here. So I, in college, was trying to decide what I wanted to do. I actually started wanting to be a chemical engineer, and I took took a chemistry class or two and was like, "Mm, no thanks. So then I really tried to figure out what I wanted to do, and I took an accounting class, and I was super great at it. And so then I thought, hmm, sounds awesome. I have siblings, and my father was a CPA, and a bunch of kind of family members that were CPAs, and I saw that it really led to some amazing careers that they had. And so for me, that was something I found that I was very good at. My analytical brain could really wrap its mind around. And so that is the path I went down, kind of looking at that was going to be the way that I wanted to make a lot of money. And my goal was always, I always wanted to make a lot of money. I was always very fueled and motivated by money. And so I saw that as a way to get there. And I started in public accounting as a lot of people do in accounting. And I was very focused and determined and motivated. And I, you know, took the CPA exam as four parts and not that many people passed the first time. And I just like put all my energy into passing it before I started my career and then went into public accounting. And I found that again, I was very good at it and I progressed very quickly and I was always rated really well. And I just, it came very easy to me, not only accounting in general, learning it, but then also the application of it and starting in an audit environment. I found myself spending a lot of time. On my internship, there was a week where I charged 100 client hours. That's a lot of hours. So I saw this over and over. And so I decided for myself, I wanted to still be really good at my job because I have very high expectations for myself and because I was fueled by wanting to make a lot of money that I wanted to keep progressing in my career, but I didn't want to work all of the hours. And so what I found was, and it's actually very interesting because at the same time that I was working on my relationship with food. So like I mentioned before, my anxiety, I then turned to food to escape from it. I then had this very attached relationship with food. And when I started to change my thought patterning and my relationship with food, my productivity at work changed at the same time. So then I was able to keep being a top performer, but working less than most other people around me. And this happened in my public accounting career. And then also when I left public accounting and was working in an industry environment and working in large corporations, I was at a Fortune 500 company and I was working quite a bit less hours-wise than other people around me, but getting more done in less time and just being super productive. And it was because I had really changed how I thought and how I used my time. And my thought was like, 
well, you're doing something wrong if you're working until midnight. Like you can get all the stuff done and we all have the same amount of time. I know we hear it over and over again, but Bill Gates also has the same amount of time in a day. And so I really went to work to change how I thought about productivity and getting work done so that I could still progress really quickly in my career, but not be working 16 hours a day. So the unique and intricate part of Laura's story is that things were starting to happen that ultimately would result in her dream being birthed. But some of these things that happened weren't for that sake. At this point, her mind was not even on the idea of being a life coach. She was just trying to be productive, trying to make the most of where she was. So let's dig into this just a little deeper. Yes. The three things that I really used to be super productive and to be less busy were one thing was calendaring. And I know people talk about calendaring a lot, but like I would just put everything on my calendar and then I would just commit to doing it. So when I got to the calendar and it was like, okay, I need to research an accounting standard and apply it to a really complicated transaction after I got out of a meeting and it wasn't something I really wanted to do, I would often think of my future self and think she would be really grateful that we just stuck to our calendar. Like she would be really grateful that we just did this. And I would also develop a morning routine to help me with this in that I would get to work early. And my husband and I would flip-flop days because he also likes to get to work early. But I would go to work early and I wouldn't just kind of answer a few emails, maybe do some of the easy things. I would use that time and especially that quiet time to be super productive and to work through the most complicated, most mind, mental, challenging tasks and really get those done and get those out of the way. And so I kind of broke away the fear of doing something challenging and doing something complicated. And I would always take that on first and then fill in the little things later. I don't know if you've ever heard of the, when they talk about a vase and you put in all of the little kind of beads first, and then you try to put in the big rocks afterwards, the big rocks, don't fit because you filled it up with all the little things first. And so if you put in the big rocks and then the little beads kind of fall into place afterwards, you can fit it all in. And so I really took that to heart in my career and now in my own business of really what are the big things I want to get done. And then the little things that don't maybe take as much time or don't take as much mental energy, how do those fit around that? And then the third thing that I really took to heart as well is in the book, Essentialism, he talks about if it's not a hell yes, then it's just a no. Things that weren't essential to me doing a great job in my job, I start to let go and I start to be okay with other people doing some of that work. So at this point in the story, Laura is killing it at life. She's just annihilating it. She's working a job she enjoys. She's doing that with great boundaries. She's making a lot of money. Nobody would fault her if she stayed right there and just rode this out. But a lot of us know what it's like when that little thing starts gnawing at our heart and we just can't ignore it. I was making a great living. I was making well over six figures before I was 30. I was able to leave my job at a very reasonable time and pick up my son from daycare. I had a lot of flexibility because I was so productive and because I was so valued. And I did enjoy it for the most part. But it's interesting because for about three years before I actually left my job, I would pray almost every night and just say, 
you know, I feel like this isn't quite what I'm made for. I feel like I'm made for something more. I feel like I have a greater purpose in this life. And yes, I'm really great at being a CPA and I'm really great at my job, but I just feel like I am underserving the world with a higher calling and a higher purpose. And so I had been kind of thinking about it for a long time and just being open to any opportunity and any possibility. And during that time, I had switched companies and I really loved the company I worked for. It was my favorite position. It was my favorite job. It was my favorite work environment. But I kept just feeling like there's something missing and I don't know what it was. And so I just kept asking myself and I would pray every night and just be like, what is it? There must be something. And I over and over would just ask myself, like, what could that be? What could that be? And it started to really come to me because I had struggled with food and I had struggled with my weight and I had struggled with my relationship with myself to really think that that was how I wanted to help other people and to just start to explore what that would look like. And I explored all sorts of possibilities from getting a franchise and opening a yoga studio to going back and getting another degree in the medical field. And so I really allowed myself to not really shut down any opportunities and just see what felt right for me. And then when I was seven months pregnant with my daughter, I was sitting in a meeting with some executives and they were talking about where the comma and the and would go or a flip-flop of words in a line on a statement of cash flows. And I just remember looking down at my daughter in my stomach and thinking, is this what I'm going to be away from my kids for? If I'm going to be away from my kids, I want it to be for something that I feel so passionate and purposeful about. And so I decided in that moment, in that meeting, that I was going to find another way so that I could not only spend more time with my kids, but so that when I was away from them, I felt like I was really contributing to the world and to other people in a much more purposeful way. Now we get to that point in the story where so many people get stuck. I know a lot of people who have come up with an idea or at least know that they want something different, but the transition from where they are to where they want to be is always the sticky point. So here's how Laura did it. So it was interesting because while I was seven months pregnant and I made that decision mentally, it took a couple months, well, not actually that long for me to kind of implement. So I had been starting my business on the side. I had been certified to do coaching. And so I really wanted to help other people detach from their relationship with food, to stop stress eating, to be more productive and to really manage their thoughts and their emotions and with the action of eating in a completely different way. So I had started my business. I had built my own WordPress website and YouTubed all the things. And I had started kind of telling people sort of kind of, but I was still really afraid because I identified so strongly as a CPA. Then when I was pretty close to giving birth, I decided I'm going to go all in. And I purchased a course that helped life coaches grow their business. And so I got so motivated and excited and like I was going to do it. And then I had my daughter and both times I gave birth, there was just something that really changed. And I can't quite describe it, but all of a sudden that desire to grow my business and to leave my corporate job just like skyrocketed. Like all of a sudden it was an exponential desire to do that. 
And so when my daughter was four weeks old, so I was on maternity leave from the corporate job. When my daughter was four weeks old, I decided I was going to go out and network my face off. And so I was going to grow my business. So I was going to go out and meet as many people as possible and do all the things. And I went to 53 networking events in about a three-month period. And so I just was so driven and motivated to be able to see and prove to myself that I could create the first dollars in my business because that was very scary to go from feeling really secure and comfortable with this high paying job to how do I create my own money in my business by talking to people and showing them that I have value and that I can serve them. And so I just like talked to anyone and everyone and networked my face off. And I signed my first clients and I made my first several thousand dollars while I was on maternity leave. And I then thought, you know what? See, I can do this. So I told them I wasn't coming back after being on maternity leave. And I distinctly remember the last day I got my paycheck from the corporate job and thinking like, okay, (laughs) next paycheck is all on me. 100%. Like I no longer have this to fall back on. Like I have to really start to work on this and really start to get serious about it. So many times the right answer is just to jump in. And that's exactly what Laura did. Now that's not for everyone. I'm not saying that everyone should do that. Jump in with both feet. And you'll even hear some advice from Laura in a minute here that should cause you to hesitate a little bit before doing that. But I do think there's something to be said about learning by just doing it. And her comment about understanding that she's not getting another paycheck from her business that she worked for, that's a reality check. And that's the moment when you realize, okay, this is on me. I have to sink or swim. Now, with everybody I interview, I like to get some great advice for those people who are in the same space, maybe just a year or two earlier. So I asked Laura, what would you say to somebody that was in the same place as you were about a year ago? If you are in a job and you're not sure if that's what you feel like you're meant to do, my advice would be to really learn to be content and to love the job you're in while not being in a rush to find what you want to do. There were times that I found myself wanting to leave out of a feeling of rush and I would then tell myself like no because I I don't know if I will be happy with that decision. I don't want to regret my decision and so I thought I'm going to find and be very content and be a great employee and really love the job I'm in and be very open to finding what I feel like my purpose is so that when that is ready for me, I am ready to leave and I know I will never regret it because I didn't do it from a place of hating my job, thinking it will be better on the other side. And now being on the other side and owning my own business, I know if I would have left that job hating it and thinking it was terrible and hating all my coworkers, and thinking it would be better if I just worked for myself, like I would have found then a bunch of reasons of why it would maybe be better at a different job. And so there was always, there could always be something about the grass is always greener, but I think being really content and loving the job I was in really then allowed me to make a really clean decision and not have any regrets about leaving that job I was in and then being open to really finding what I felt like my true passion was. Because if I would have left out of place of panic or pressure or kind of feeling rushed, 
I probably would have left a year or two ago and opened that Core Power Yoga franchise, which now I'm like, so thankful I did not do that. For Laura Dixon, walking like Jesus meant stepping away from safety and security to follow her heart and to follow her dreams. Because sometimes walking like Jesus requires you to take a different path. If you want to learn more about Laura Dixon and her coaching business, just go to lauradixoncoaching.com and you can connect with her right there. Also, check out her podcast, Break Free from Food, the next time you get an opportunity. Make sure that you subscribe to that podcast as well to help her to get in front of as many people as possible. Speaking of that, if you want to help out Jesus Never Ran, the best thing you can do is hit the subscribe button and then give us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write a review. It's the best way to get this podcast and all of these stories in front of as many people as possible. We'll see you next time. Keep walking.